Those with a drive to go have an undeniable calling. They are not content to simply have a transformative idea. They want to create and build. They want to wrestle challenges to the ground and bring solutions to scale. They are makers and doers. They are go-getters. Go-Getters features straight-up conversations with leaders on the forefront of change who are taking action to impact our world, just as Lehigh people have done for more than 150 years. Join us as we explore their challenges, their passions, and what makes them go. Hello, and welcome to the Go-Getters podcast. I'm Joe Buck, Vice President for Development and Alumni Relations. I'm here today, literally here today, with Adrian Suarez, class of 2022. Uh, in full disclosure, it's nearing the end of March 2021, and Adrian and I are together, socially distanced, in one of our buildings on Lehigh's campus. Adrian comes to Lehigh from the Philippines. He's a theater major who is minoring in economics and global studies. Thank you for joining me, Adrian. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. I was going to like, hoo hoo, when you said 2022, then I just like realized, oh shoot, I'm old. <laughs> I'm about to graduate you know, in a year's time. Uh, one one yeah. year left to go, one but we're going to get to that in a moment. Before sure. we get there, I want to start, uh, start in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. That's a long way from Lehigh. Yeah, thousands of miles. <laughs> thousands of miles. A Pacific Thou Ocean away. <laughs> and, and I know you have thousands of stories, but I, but mm -hmm. I want to ask you, a little bit about your road to, to Lehigh. How, to, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you found your way to Lehigh, if you would. For sure. So I grew up right in the Philippines as a son of an immigrant. So my dad, uh, you know, worked his butt off uh, when he was in California, but I didn't really get to see him. Right. So we were like that typical what we call in the Philippines OFW story, overseas Filipino worker story, wherein one of the parents would be working overseas, whether that's in America, Canada, Australia, the Middle East. They'd be sending you know, money back home as like a remittance. And you know, typically the child is left with the mom. So that was kind of like our setup for 13 years, right? And then on exactly my 13th birthday, my dad right, calls me up, says, happy birthday. I love you in a very grisly voice. And the next day he dies, right? And so the family's, the entire family's in shock. Um, my mom, you know, the wonder woman that she is, right? Figures out the way for us to go to America, um, you know, get an emergency visa to just make it to like, you know, my dad's wake. So we get there and that's like my first time, right? In America. And there's this like sense of, uh, um, like the shortness of life and how you do need to um, make the most of like the opportunities presented to you. And to me, it was, you know, my dad gave us an opportunity to kind of like see America in one way or another, right? And the legacy that I wanted to kind of like remember him by was, you know, being able to accomplish his dream of like me going to America and studying. I started a Google search that then started, you know, me applying to a bunch of schools that me then reading a Princeton Review article about how great, you know, Lehigh's financial aid is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that ultimately led me to, you know, applying. And, you know, in one fateful afternoon in like November or like, like around March, I got the email from Lehigh. And I kid you not, it was like Michael Jordan hitting that, you know, game winner against the Cavaliers. It's just like, you know, like with your yeah. arms pumping up. Ah, ah, ah. 
Were you in and California or in the Philippines? I was in the Philippines then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It was a, it was very much so a long shot. Nobody in my family ever yeah. studied abroad. Wow. Yeah. Thirteen um, is such a important time. Yeah. You know, because you are not a man yet, mm -hmm. not a small boy. Yeah. Did you know when your father died so unexpectedly? Did that? Um, cause you to, to second think your plans, make you more determined? Mm -hmm. Did you have to assume kind of man of the house at, at a very young age? For Just sure. What, 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 what happened uh, uh, in, in that time in your, in your planning and thinking? Yeah, it almost made me, you know, my dad, right? It almost, <laughs> it's like in this very weird fashion, he was kind of like passing on the baton. Um, and that like sense of responsibility, right? Like for the 13 year old, you're like, ah, no, 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 anything but responsibility, yeah, right? Give me, you know, like all, all the experiences of life, you know, let's travel abroad, let's meet new people, let's go out and drink, let's, you know, uh, hide the booze under the, the, the table, but, you know, not responsibility, but it was weird because it was a gift. Um, at that time, you know, I became like very religious, uh, not so anymore, but, you know, during that time I was, and, because of that, right, I got really involved in school. Um, I was in a Catholic school then, was a scholar there too, and you know, got involved in student council. And I, for the first time, felt like, oh shoot, there's purpose here, you know? Like, whether it's like just doing an event for prom or, you know, helping um, during Christmas give out like, you know, free food to like the local community. There was a sense of like, oh wow, like, there's something about leadership. It's like, huh, if, if you serve, there's, some, there's something there. There's something, it's like a do dopamine hit you don't get anywhere else. Referencing something you just said, what, what are some of the challenges that you experienced as a first-gen student, first-generation student here at Lehigh, first-generation international student here at Lehigh? Yeah. You know, when you got here to, to campus, what did you experience uh, uh, as, as a challenge? What did you observe? Your, your peers and, and, sure. and, and colleagues experiencing as mm -hmm. some of the challenges specifically being a first generation student? I think one is understanding, right, that not everyone has uh, equal access to resources and that you have to be resourceful, right? I think it's very easy to, you know, point fingers to like, why am I, you know, in the place that I am? Why? You know, do I have a friend, right, who has a Beamer and, you know, that goes to Cancun on spring break, whereas I have to, like, work the entire spring break with, you know, another part-time job on campus. It's easy to, like, fall under that trap of, like, you know, kind of like a blame game. But I think what's harder and yet I think is more fruitful is to see, okay, life perhaps, most likely, is unfair. However, how can I, right, with the opportunities given to me, maximize my college experience? How, how can I, as a, as a first generation student, use my experience and be proud of it? Because it's, teach, you know, it's taught me certain values and traits that would um, yeah, en en enable um, um, a, a memorable experience. Thank you for that insight, Adrian. I wanna ask you about what you have done kind of mentor and advising of others, right? Have you found opportunities to take what you just summarized, I will summarize as, you know, no time to be a martyr, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and no time to feel sorry for myself. I have to make the most of this opportunity. Yeah. You talked about being of service. Mm -hmm. Have you found opportunities to be of service to other 
first-gen students here at Lehigh, other international kids at Lehigh, and I will uh, preview my follow-up question. Mm -hmm. Losing your father at such a young age, did you find other mentors as role models, or do you feel that this is an innate ability that you've been able to mentor and help some others? So there's a lot there. Yeah, I'll let yeah you, that's a very I'll, new one. <laughs> I'll let you a un question, right? I'll but let yeah. you unpack it, yes. For sure, no, like, so to answer like, the initial question, um, Right, this idea of like service and this idea of a community and being one who's able to provide value as much as like you, you know, receive value as a scholar um, is one that, you know, was ingra deeply ingrained with me because of my high school. And we had the saying, right, is uh, do your ordinary duties extraordinarily well and serve with joy. So that's still like a guiding principle um, in how I do it. So whenever I, you know, get an opportunity to like, mentor a first-gen, you know, kid who's like a freshman, I, I do so. Or when I can, like, help, you know, students out there. From the Philippines, I was, like, involved in this, like, like uh, mentorship program where we basically help high school kids get into uh, American colleges. I do so. Or when it's, you know, in terms of just international students who are at Lehigh trying to figure out, right, how do I, you know, overcome culture shock? How do I connect with my peers and feel welcome? How do I... Um, get involved and how do I progress professionally? I just go with them and you know, I just tell them, take it you know, one step at a time and you know, don't try to kill yourself <laughs> over these questions. Um, and yeah, just do, do it with like, I, I try my best at least to tell them that you know, it's an experience that will teach you the lessons you need when you need it. It's not gonna come from me, but I'm here to support you, to, to be there by your side when you know, it's emotionally unstable. But I tried my best to teach them. The answer's not coming from me. You know the answer. Let me just ask you probing questions, right? right? That like, you might not have thought of, but would have like, given you the conviction to you know, get the job done, whatever that job was. But yeah, so that's for that <laughs> part. The other part, um, in terms of my like, role models, you know, I kind of like grew up, um, again, you know, like a very Catholic school and the priests there were, were, were pretty, you know, essential and just kind of like having a father figure. Right. Um, but overall, you know, it, it was funny because like the father figures in my life kind of have evolved, right? One, once it was like, you know, Tony Robbins when I was like this, like, you know, uh, gung-ho for inspirational, motivational speaking. And then it moved on when I grew older, you know, it became like, you know, and finances became Warren Buffett. And then when I get, got, you know, interested in tech, it was, you know, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. And now that, you know, I'm just kind of like looking at the absurdity of life, it's, you know, becoming like John Stewart, John Oliver, Stephen Colbert, right? It's almost like the comedy of life. So it's interesting, you kind of like see these men and even like, you know, w women for that matter who uh, kind of like teach you life in, in, in different ways. and. You just kind of get what you can from them and try to pass it on to the you know, next group of kids. I want to transition to your, to your Lehigh experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know a little bit about what you've done here mm -hmm. at Lehigh. I certainly want to, want to have you expand on it. But from my observation, you have lived the mantra of enjoy the journey. Mm. And, yeah. and <laughs> don't get so... Uh, overheated on the destination, enjoy, enjoy the journey. And mm -hmm. that, uh, I wish that, uh, that, that more of our young people and more college kids would, would embrace that. We don't have enough time to talk about everything you've done at Lehigh, <laughs> 
but I'm going to ask you to, mm -hmm. uh, uh, to, to dive into a, to, to a little bit. When you got here, right, what, yeah. are, what are some of the things that, that you dove into when you got to Lehigh and some of your, some of your favorite activities you've done as a For student? For sure. I'll try my best to just enumerate the, by, you know, these 10 fingers, but, you know, one, started getting involved in Student Senate, um, became interested in the Global Union, which is kind of like the international version of Senate, became a writer um, for the brown and white, um, started talking about like, you know, first gen stuff and like initiatives and that kind of propelled me becoming a Griffin, right, my sophomore year. Um, during the summer, actually, between that, was really passionate about going to the Philippines to surprise my mom. So I became a community-based recycling researcher for a mountaintop project. And I still have the video on my phone of me being able to fly back home, surprise my mom. She was in tears. And then afterwards, you know, doing good work, meaningful work in Tacloban, which is a city near my hometown of Mandaluyong, wherein we helped like, you know, like a group of women find um, additional sources of income by using recycling and, and to create you know, valuable, sustainable products. And then by sophomore year, right, um, so I was a Griffin, then got involved with LUMI, which is the multi-faith initiative. This was still like when, you know, I was kind of still exploring, you know, spirituality and, and, and whatnot. And then was really interested in consulting. So my journey was kind of like topsy-turvy. I was at first really interested in psychology and I thought I'd be, a, 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 you know, a shrink. <laughs> Just because like with my high school experiences. Then got in, interested because of that recycling project and consulting. So became involved in the you know, consulting club, um, joined the Global Village, which is this group of you know, professionals from all around the world, you know, solving um, global issues, and became then you know, a data visualizer for um, Data for Impact, um, which is an inst uh, the Institute for Data for Impact. And yeah, that then dealt with Lehigh Valley Arts and Culture. So right, it, it, it was the stop term, and now, as a uh, you know, junior, I said, you know what, <laughs> as you mentioned, right, uh, uh, um, enjoy the moment, enjoy the present. What's something that I feel like you know, really resonates with you know, what I value and like, what I'm good at? And that was writing, performing, um, and making people you know, feel entertained, but like also like, you know, educated with, like, with, with, with performance. And so that was in the form of stand-up or in the form of theater and monologues and poetry and whatnot and and not being to pay my rent but like <laughs> still still you know doing something that was artistically meaningful so i became a theater major and now i'm like involved in two plays which i'm very grateful for one is gps go play story and um i'm an actor there lead actor there and then the other one with cassie johnson who was really pivotal in me becoming a theater major and you know worked with her for hip-hop theater now i'm working with her with um, just us for all, which is social justice play. So, a note to our listeners: if you check out the website for this podcast on inside the episode, we'll put a link to Adrian's video where he surprises his mom in the Philippines. It's quite moving. I've I've had the privilege of seeing it, and uh, and, and I would I'd encourage everybody to 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 check it out. You're listening to Go Getters podcast from Lehigh University, and we'll be back in a minute. How can artificial intelligence be used to combat human trafficking? What will future finance jobs look like? How do algorithms improve efficiency? If you're looking for insight on current hot topics or just love to learn, join a Mountain Talk. 
and these 30-minute video chats brought to you by Alumni Relations, a Lehigh expert shares new discoveries and perspectives on challenges facing our world today. Listen live or on demand. Visit gocampaign.lehigh.edu slash engage. Hi, I'm Garrett Linderman, Lehigh Class of 2020, and my voice might be familiar. During my four years at Lehigh, I spoke with thousands of alumni as a caller for the Lehigh Fund. Being a Lehigh Liner taught me how important the fund is to supporting the Lehigh experience, especially the financial aid that I depended on. Now that I'm on my way to law school, I am more than ever aware of the value of my degree and the impact alumni can have through the Lehigh Fund. Please visit give.lu slash gogetter to make your gift today. Thank you. Adrian, you've certainly taken full advantage of what Lehigh has to offer. Why is it important to be a go-getter, if I can lean into our podcast? You're here because you're a, one of our go-getters. Why is that so important to try so many things during your college experience? I think it's connected to becoming a go-giver, right? As you go and you experience all these journeys, adventures, and for lack of a better word, misadventures, and it makes you a more rounded person, you know, it gives you stories that teach you morals that you wouldn't have otherwise and then that like informs how you engage with other people right engage with issues you know whether that's um racism climate change uh you know immigration issues what what what, what have you right like poverty in my case back home in the philippines it kind of like informs right like how you address problems like these and i think becoming a go-getter and like is that idea of like being a lehigh you know, uh, part of the Lehigh community where you just like roll up your sleeves and you get stuff done. Um, you do it because, you, you know, you're getting stuff done for other people. Yeah. You, you mentioned misadventures and I would imagine being so risk tolerant that you've yeah. tried a bunch of things and they all haven't gone equally well. For sure. Can, can, you know, what, what, uh, what did you discover that didn't suit you? Are there any takeaways from something that didn't go well that you were able to, to learn from? I thought Becoming an, yeah, uh, psych student was my calling. I, I thought becoming a psychologist was what I was going to be doing for four years. That didn't work out because little did I know my science background <laughs> wasn't suited for, for such, you know, like uh, empirical studies. So it was, I had to pivot. Then I thought becoming a philosophy major would suit me best. And then I realized, you know, reading long text was also not <laughs> how my brain was built. And then next I thought, okay, consulting seems like a promising field. Let me try becoming an economics major and like understand data visualization and whatnot. And I understood like, oh, I was like, you, I was projecting onto myself what I thought other people were doing. And I, that was kind of like more like a peer pressure move on my part. And so that didn't work. And for a long, for a long time I thought like, why, you know, I'm like, I'm, switching majors faster than I, you know, change my socks. Like, what's happening here? And I finally said, you know what? What's the type of classes I've enjoyed the most? And they were theater classes. And I told myself, I looked myself in the mirror and I said, you know what, man? I've bet on you for the longest time. For 20 years, I've bet on you. For, and it's coming to 21. I'll bet on you again. Let's do it. So I, you know, just like with the go-getter mindset, I... I went with it, and now I'm glad that you know it's, it's, it's bearing some fruit. Um, again, another risk mm -hmm. is, uh, in, in in switching to theater. Um, 
I have to ask as a parent, is your mom okay with switching to theater? Yeah, no, th uh, you know, it was interesting. It was an interesting move. Uh, um, it's so different from economics or, very much so. you know, or, or, or business, you know, and so, yeah. It was a move wherein she was like, um, you know, it is, an, you know, uh, different path, right? And so, yeah. yeah. And you do know that there's less financial stability. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do know that um, it's not the type of major, right? Like that, that that'll like uh, open uh, uh, um, all doors for you. If like let's say one career didn't work, doesn't work out, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to do it? I said, yeah. <laughs> there was still, there was still like something about this idea of like the arts and the performance and the idea of you know transferable skills. What is it about the performance that that mm -hmm. uh, what what does it do for you to be on that stage? To me, it, whether that's like the stage or communicating with people or with like the idea of, a, of you know storytelling, there's a sense where in time is non-existent. And I guess you know there was this positive psychology we'd call it like flow, right? I think it's six my Lehigh or some some name like that. Uh, and it's that it's flow. And I realized you know when. I kind of like ventured in a little bit of like uh, Bitcoin. Even when I was like making some money, I wasn't necessarily fulfilled. That I guess it's terms of, some of my personality or like my my character traits or like just the way I view the world. I'm more of an experienced person than uh, you know possession person. So I realized, okay, what's the one major wherein if I can do it as a profession would give me the type of experiences that I'd be proud of in my deathbed. And this goes back to my dad. Wherein the type of experiences that I would not have regretted. And in high school, as it is in college, it's always those times where you can say a poem, you can do a monologue, you can perform with a group, with a troupe, and you know, do justice to this rendition of a play that you know, talks about human nature. And that, that to me is still, you know, it's like a guiding principle. And even as I venture into like, you know, hopefully the world of comedy or whatnot with Comedy Central and, you know, all these uh, media companies, that, that's still a guiding principle. Do you have a dream job in mind? It is to be a stand-up comic, to have a Netflix special before the age of 30, right? To, in, in, uh, in, in the uh, ways of um, Eddie Murphy, right? Have my own production company at some point. But really, it's to like tell stories, man. Like where, however, wherever that goes. But it's like to tell genuine stories that move people, make them feel um, another person's, you know, like walk of life, build empathy, um, move them in a way that they haven't been moved before, and help people out. Like I, like wherever and however that you know is. But I think to me, at least, with the assets I've been given, it's to help people by like retelling their story and doing justice, you know, and, and, and communicating it. Is there a space for human interest in comedy? You mentioned, mm. you know, Eddie Murphy, you, you know, the, historically, yeah. right, comedians said things that wouldn't be okay to say today, right? <laughs> there was a lot of comedy that was based on, yeah. you know, putting other folks down or, yeah you know, calling out different groups or, or, sure. or, or having a laugh at someone else's expense. It doesn't seem to me that that's the person that you are. And I'm wondering, yeah. ha have you reconciled, how do I be 
this person of service and human interest and a comedian today. And, and mm -hmm. I'll challenge you to change comedy if you can. <laughs> well, to be honest, right, like, I think comedy forces you, right, to kind of like think about like the absurdities of society. And like it makes you pause, right? Think, should I, is that funny? Should I laugh at that? If you do laugh at it, it's because you, you notice that, you know, there is a statement, right, that is true, but like was a surprise, right? Like it, it, it rings true, but comes as a, off as a surprise. And that, that's like the, 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 the unfunniest thing is to like talk about what's funny, but um, you know, wh whether that's like, you know, Dave Chappelle, right? Talking about like, uh, like certain like, you know, political hypocrisies, or that's like, you know, John Stewart now with Trevor Noah, talking about like, you know, current political issues, or Seth Meyers doing the same thing. Or whether that's, you know, more so like people like, I don't know if you, you know, like um, you would have, you know, seen these, but like, you know, Carlin Pryor or like, you know, Richard Pryor and, you know, to like a current, you know, um, media landscape like Seinfeld. Talk about like the absurdities of like daily life and, you know, Steve Martin to do the same thing. And to me, right, like that one, you know, like second of laughter provides people a certain resilience that makes them able to deal with the tragedy, right, that they experience on a day-to-day -day basis. But then, because they're able to laugh, they, they have this hope that, oh, maybe it is a comedy. Maybe, you know, there is good coming out of this, and maybe I can laugh it off. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about uh, financial aid and scholarship. We yeah. the scholarship celebration that we normally do in the spring here at Lehigh. We won't be able to do in person. Financial aid and scholarship is the largest priority of of the campaign, and mm -hmm. so critical to to what what we're doing here at 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 Lehigh in terms of being able to ensure access yeah. to to a Lehigh education to to qualified to qualified students. You mentioned it earlier, your reaction when you first heard about your acceptance to Lehigh mm. and your financial aid package. What, what has financial aid meant to you? It's meant a lot. It's meant opportunity. It's meant coming to America. It's meant coming to America again because, you know, I was actually able to go to the Philippines and go back to Lehigh um, that freshman summer. It's meant a sense of paying it forward. Like, to me, there's also this sense, like, when I'm, you know, in a much more financially stable situation to do the same, to, you know, to, to, possibly, you know, to be a, an alumni that supports, right, the university's initiatives. We thank you for that. Not going with if it still happens. <laughs> in the well, for sure. But um, and then it's also meant gratitude for those donors who you know provided and to all the listeners, right? Like if you are a donor, thank you so much. Because again, it's this, and I, I, this is my experience. But I think a lot of you know first generation students, you know, experience the same thing. It's this sense of wow, I'm able to change right? Not only my life, but my family's life. Because if I were to, you know, like actually go out with a DI degree, this provides generational wealth. And 
did, did receiving financial aid change your perspective about giving back or did it solidify the, the approach that you have towards life about giving back and that feeling of gratitude? Yes, um, both, <laughs> right? Um, it's such a big number, right? Like, again, if, if, if you're a kid from the Philippines, right, who grew up with basically, like, you know, my, my allowance was, like, kind of like, two bucks a day, right? So, again, two bucks a day, you had to figure out, right, uh, recess, you had to figure out lunch, and you had to figure out your afternoon snack because I would be working from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. at, like, school. So, you had to stretch out two bucks. Now, think about from two bucks, right, going to, like, you know, a school where the tuition is, like, what, like, around, like, 70000 it's mind-blowing, right? It's like, it's like, what? Like, preposterous. How is this possible? Um, but then it happens because, like, you see this letter, and it's, like, a simply, you know, a simply written letter that says, due to, you know, the aid given to the universities by generous donors, you, we, we, we're able to help you with this amount. And you look at it, and you're like, okay. <laughs> um, uh, yes, please. Like, <laughs> don't ask me again. Yes, yes. When, when can I sign the papers the soonest? Um, and so, yeah, that it's just it then makes you want to like share that same experience with kids in the future who have the passion, who have the energy, who have the talent, who have the sense of of community and obligation to you know to to society and the greater good. And it gives you a sense of like I want to help them out too in the future. So along those lines of, of your experiences, and I really appreciate your thoughtful answer of how financial aid did both change your perspective and cement your, your feelings and approach. What do you wish alumni knew about Lehigh students today? Honestly, their stories. I think, you know, if I had the opportunity to like express like you know gratitude not just from like you know one you know page letter but really to retell my story and to really like honestly express immense gratitude by telling them like you know word for word like how wh whatever amount they gave like really impacted how I look at life now and how I'm able to then you know enter the workforce with the Lehigh degree and how it's opened my mind to you know opportunities that aren't just limited to the Philippines nor to Bethlehem, but are to the world, right? I, I you know, I, I would I would run to that opportunity and like to tell them that story because I, I do feel like a sense of um, 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 indebtedness, if you will. But I think for a lot of Lehigh students too who do get like financial aid, I think they also have their own struggles, and I think they also have their own challenges. And yet, you know, I think financial aid provides such a, a huge boon, right? It's almost like uh, not, not a panacea, but almost a close to a panacea because of their financial woes. And I share the same, you know, uh, um, experience. But and so I, if we were able to, like, you know, tell our stories, individual stories, I think that would be. Your story be. isn't complete yet. <laughs> You yes. have another, you have senior year to go and, and uh, to complete this, this part of your story. Mm -hmm. Is there another chapter in your Lehigh career? I think, you know, it, there always will be, right? Even I think after I graduate, there definitely will be. Um, for me, it's, um, you know, that senior year, plus like with masters, it's continue developing as an actor, developing as a writer, possibly a director. 
um, tell stories, right, that are meaningful. Uh, have as many people experience a theater, a Lehigh theater play as much as possible. Um, and it's also to make interactions, engagements, one-on-one um, -on -one conversations with as many, like, um, youth as I can, right? To, to just like, give them like a sense of like, wow, you know what, like uh, Lehigh is actually a great place, that there are great people here who are willing to support. And I think that's about it. It's like being part of a community, being part of something greater than oneself. And I think Lehigh is that great community. And I'm, I'm very much thankful to be part of the family. Looking back on your Lehigh career to date, and I suspect this will change over your lifetime, are your memories, people, experiences, both? What, what, when you, if you were put on the spot to reflect on your Lehigh experience, yeah. what are the first things that come to your mind? I'd say it's like almost like a coloring book, right? The experiences are the lines and the people are the color, right? They make up the image. And I, you know, I'll tell people like, right? Um, at Lehigh, you, it's like big enough, right, that like you meet new people every day, small enough um, that you get to still re reconnect. But also I think like, uh, this is said like too little, but like I think Lehigh, right, is well connected enough, right, that you can go to all the places that you, you know, you want to if you really are passionate about it. But it's also tight knit enough, right, that if you really care about like other people and like, want to you know help out whatever department you can you can help them out you can go there and volunteer i think that's the one thing that i've been grateful for is you know just being able to volunteer in different um departments at lehigh and that colors that experiences that like the feeling of wow th there are these awesome people doing awesome work and i'm just grateful to be in their awesome presence so you're just like you <laughs> right now so Thanks, Joe. Thank you, and, and thank you for your time today. This has been wonderful. Before we close, I, I have one final question for you, but before that, do you want to plug any of your upcoming shows or projects or your social media presence? How can people find out more about what Adrian Suarez is doing? So currently, I'm a social media minimalist. <laughs> However, I you know, highly recommend people to uh, check out GPS. It's called uh, Go Play Story. And it, um, it, it'll be live. Uh, there'll be a virtual live streaming of it um, by April. Um, definitely check out the uh, Lehigh's theater department for more information. Um, we can you know, send like, you guys the link and you <laughs> click it on the, you know, um, the, the, the uh, description. And just as for all, same thing. Um, it's it's going to be on the Lehigh website. We're actually partnering with a uh, university in uh, Cleveland. And yeah, it's, uh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be about social justice. And again, I'm about stories that matter. Well, as a fellow social media mi minimalist, I can relate <laughs> and, and, and appreciate that. Um, Adrian, I have one more question for mm -hmm. you. It is not directly related to your Lehigh experience. It's, uh, it's just one of my favorite human interest questions <laughs> and, and I'll, sure. I'll ask it of you. Is there anything you're sure of? I'm sure of that I always have more things to be grateful for than to complain about. Beautiful answer. Adrian <laughs> Suarez, class of 22, this has been a delight. I Thank really you, uh, appreciate your time today, and I know that our listeners will enjoy it as well. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Namaste. Peace. This has been an episode of Go-Getters. 
Thank you to our guest, Adrian Suarez, Class of 2022. Special thanks to sound engineer James Plotkin, co-producers Aaron Firestone and Janet Norwood, and the Lehigh University Office of Development and Alumni Relations. Go inside the episode at lehigh.edu slash gogetters to learn more about Adrian. Don't forget to subscribe to Go-Getters on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or your podcast app of choice. And take a moment to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts so other listeners can find us.